0: Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to The Early Edge. I am your host, Alan Bell, and we have a fantastic show lined up for you this Saturday. Good to see everybody here. And i tell you what, before we get started on today's picks, let's take a look at how we did yesterday. And again, another strong one here for the brand. Look at Coach coming through again. Our man. He's not even officially on a heater. My man has been on a heater, just crushing it with that over eight and a half. Maestro came through. Alley came through. M squared, an interesting ruling on that game. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. And the Grizz Timberwolves under 229 that came through for us. Sevilla, they ended at one goal, so we don't cash that. Look, and the AB three. Oh, my goodness. The Angels White Sox over seven. That's the only one that messed us up. We end at six. It was the bottom of the ninth. Bases loaded. We needed one run for the push. Ugh, brutal result. But what are you going to do? That's betting. All right, let's bring in the stars of the show. And look at it. We're running five wide. Everybody looking sharp today. M squared. How we doing, my man?
1: Doing well. Good morning, everybody. Going to be a nice storyline section today because I forgot about the Yankee game that uh, a lot of people who had run lines did not catch that one last night as well. We'll talk about that in a few minutes.
0: Yeah, we definitely will. Micah Roberts, looking sharp as always. How we doing, sir? Doing great. Looking forward to hear everybody's selections and uh, hit some winners. Yeah, hey, I'm with you on that. Andrew Gompas, my
2: man, what's going on? What's going on? Happy to be here as always. Looking forward to the show today. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. And Prop Stars from pro- from Props Unknown. I almost said Parts Unknown. From Props Unknown, how we doing, my man?
3: I'm okay, AB. I'm not sure what to do with myself today with no NBA action. I'm just kind of like, I feel like a, a lost puppy or something.
0: Dude, I know it's weird, right? Like we've had not only, you know, every single day, you know, of games. We've had every single day of like three games. You know what I mean? So it feels weird, but uh, we're going to get that started again tomorrow and get running. And, man, the NBA playoffs already have been fantastic. I've seen the ratings. What? It's like the best since, I think, like 2011. Oh, man, it's been great, and it's going to get even better. All right, let's get into storylines that affect the betting lines for today. And M-Squared, coming to you first, we just spoke about in regards to the White Sox game and the ruling on that, and it has to do with pitching. Break it down, man. What do we need to know?
1: Yeah, so unfortunately, if you followed on the show, the show play that I gave for me, the way that I bet, which is listing pitchers, especially when you're betting on a quality starting pitcher like Giolito, my bet was voided because the other pitcher, Noah Syndergaard, was scratched. I had both pitchers listed in the game. Uh, On the site, I also had the first five that you cannot list pitchers for, so I lost that play. Uh, But it's important to note when to list pitchers, when to not. Uh, in that situation, that's one where I personally want to list pitchers or at least the one that you were betting on on the White Sox side. There are other situations, though, where you would want to not list pitchers, and I want to focus on that a lot, too. Uh, I'm not betting on the Kansas City Royals tonight against Garrett Cole, but say that you were. Say that you had an edge on Kansas City against Garrett Cole. This is a situation where you would want to not list the pitchers in that game because you definitely would take advantage of a Garrett Cole late scrap. Whereas in that spot, if he's a late scratch, you list pitchers, your action is void the better price that you would have had, all that value you would have had would be gone. Uh, So we'll focus on it a lot. I'll try to, in the future, I know we talk about this every year, we have a lot of new viewers, uh, but that happens quite a bit uh, throughout the MLB season. So always list pitchers when you're betting on a favorite, when you're betting on the starting pitching. And if you're on a bigger underdog against an ace type pitcher, that is the scenario where you would like to not list the pitchers. You want to accept the action. And then one more thing, The Royals and Yankees game yesterday, Yankees crushed them 12 to 2. However, the game did not finish through the ninth inning. So anyone who bet the run line in that game, even though they won by 10 runs, did not cash run line bets. Their team total over four, four and a half, did not cash because of the house rules. So understand the house rules when you're playing with run lines, team totals, all of that. They must go the distance to cash.
0: Man, that's that's fantastic info. And also, if I were one of those that had the run line and it didn't because it got to what the ninth inning. Right.
4: Eighth, or, or yeah. No,
0: sorry, like, yeah, like I would put my eye through my iPhone through a TV. Like I, I would have been massively upset in regards to that. All right. Michael Roberts coming over to you. Let's stay in Major League yep. Baseball. Uh, and for the month of April, man, light hitting. Talk to us.
4: Yeah, let me give you some numbers here. Home teams are uh, winning at 52%. Favorites, 62%. Unders hitting at 60%. Down to 59 the last couple of days. It was actually 61% a week ago. So the overs uh, is, has been hitting of late. But the thing that's historical, we got DHs in both leagues now. The league is batting two thirty-two, which would be the lowest of all time. I mean, we're taught 1968 was 237, 1888 was 239, historically the lowest batting average ever. And you got to wonder why. Well, what's going on? You got the humidors, the mush ball, you got one tightly wound ball, and they're mixing them all up in the same game. I mean, you're hearing pitchers talk about it. Nobody's really writing about it, but it's affecting the integrity of the game, actually, when you're not getting a, the same ball every time out. So... I think uh, Manfred heard it, Chris Bassett made some uh, comments uh, after his last start about just every ball being different. When he holds it, he can tell the difference between the ball. And I think we're going to see a flip on this. And I, I think the numbers, you're going to see them rising here. So I think we're at the bottom where we're seeing totals at seven and six and a half regularly. I think that's going to rise. So you may be able to catch some value on that with anticipation that Rob Manfred's trying to. I don't know, save face and just say, oh, yeah, we get the good ball back in there. So something to watch for there. Uh, Very concerned about that. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to take a shot with a few overs here, a little more that I was reluctant just losing the first couple of weeks with uh, betting some of those overs.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, and it it's interesting. You bring up, you know, nineteen sixty eight, like going back to I mean, that that's Bob Gibson, you know, before, you know, they uh they, they changed the size of the mount. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mike, go ahead. What do you got?
1: I just want to jump in. I love the storyline. Uh to back it up to on the advanced data with the batted ball profile. So the expected data that I reference a lot looks at the profile the balls hit. We've seen a massive delta between the actual number and the expected the actual weighted on base average so far 307 the expected number 328 that definitely tells you that there's something up with the baseball based on the delta that you see there based on how the the balls are actually falling in play.
4: Uh, so very interesting to see so well, far. How come nobody's writing about it? This is what I don't understand. We got great baseball writers, great organizations everywhere. And everybody's just like, ah, eh, they'll figure it out. But I, I mean, yeah. this should be like a top story that somebody's asking Rob Manford every single day and nobody's that ask, nobody's asking.
0: Yeah. Nobody's asking about it at all. It also reminds me of like our high school team when we would just have waterlogged baseballs, you know, and yeah. he's just chucking them at you. Like you have no idea what you're going to get. That's a good point though. Like, why nobody's really bringing it up because you see players talking about it on Twitter. You know, they're like, dude, they're throwing, you know, anchors at us in regards to the ball. So yeah, that's, it's fascinating. And it's crazy that we have a professional league that it's different, you know, integrity.
4: I mean? I, this is what Manford yeah. wanted integrity of the game. That's what he said when he was trying to force upon people to buy uh sports radar major league baseball stats, he was going to hold us hostage for lineup cards, the integrity of the game. He tried to get all the money and now, Nobody wants to talk about the integrity of a game, and he's got all the baseball betting money. So, yeah, it's crazy, man.
0: Absolutely crazy. Now, speaking of crazy, you'd have to be very crazy to get in an octagon and start fighting these guys. We've got a UFC fight night tonight. Gombas, break down the card for us. What's the main event? What fight should we be looking for? How good of a card is this?
2: Yeah, so for a fight night card, this is a pretty fun one. We've got Cheeto Vera, Marlon Vera, and the main event, his first five round fight, taking on Rob Font. Um, that fight is going to be going to be a banger, for lack of a better term. Both these guys throw and land a ton of strikes. Um, I can I can pretty much guarantee you this one will be a very fan friendly fight. So if you're newer to the sport, you're gonna enjoy that main event. Couple other uh, noteworthy fights on the card. We have uh, Alexander Romanov taking on Chase Sherman, and he looks like he may close the biggest favorite in UFC history. Uh, at minus 2,500 is that money line right now. So that'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on as well. You got a couple other fun ones. Grant Dawson versus Jared Gordon. Grant Dawson, one of the hotter prospects in MMA right now. Andre Feely versus Joe Anderson Brito, which I'm going to have a bet on later. Orlovsky, former champion, taking on Jake Collier. So this, this card's got a little bit for everyone, and I'm expecting it to deliver.
0: Dude, you said minus 2,500 in a fight. My goodness, is that dude going to lose in like ten seconds? Like, is it going to be like a Mozgov just knee to the face immediately?
2: No. So the thought here is that Romanov's going to take him down right away, and just from there, he'll dominate, which is probably going to happen.
0: Yeah. God, minus twenty five hundred—that's crazy, man. All right, prop stars coming over to you, my man. All right, so we got some news last night: Joel Embiid fractured orbital bone. Talk to us, man. What do we need to know about it?
3: Yeah, some tough news out of Philadelphia, A.B. And, and B. took an elbow to the face late in Thursday's game, which really stinks because there was no reason he should have even been in the game at that point, the margin that the Sixers were up at the time. And B. was already playing through a torn ligament in his right thumb, which is his shooting hand, and he will now add an orbital fracture and a concussion to his list of injuries that he Jeez. has improved. Uh, Philadelphia begins their second round series with Miami on Monday. So, unless um, Embiid can clear concussion protocols in time and convince the doctors on Philly's training staff to let him play with a mask for the face fracture, the Sixers are likely going to be without their big man, an MVP candidate. Uh, huge news, obviously, for the 76ers, who are already pretty significant underdogs against Miami. Before this news broke, I believe the series price was sitting around. Uh, Miami were minus 200 favorites to win this series. And that was, uh, you know, with Embiid expected to play. So, uh, huge development in this series. Hopefully, Embiid can make it back uh, at some point.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. That guy's a heck of a player, dude. And, like, you're just rolling through, like, the injuries and, like, oh, yeah. And by the way, he's also got a concussion. So, I mean, you know, (laughs) good luck with that. That's nuts, dude. It's absolutely crazy. All right. uh, Before we get to our picks for today, let's take a quick break. (laughs) And we're back. All right. So we're going to go with two plays today uh, from the sports line site. First, look, our man, RJ White, been crushing it, all right, in the USFL. We're going to go back to it today. We're going to take the – we got the Bandits at the Gamblers, all right, 4 p.m. Eastern game. We're going to take the Bandits minus two. And basically what we're doing is we're treating the Gamblers like the Cincinnati Reds. We're just fading them as much as possible. The Gamblers' offense is basically – Well, hope Clayton Thorson doesn't throw an interception. And he threw an interception. That's basically what the gambler's offense has come down to. Uh, If you look at the gambler's defense, they've allowed the most yards per game uh, so far in the USFL. So, yeah, take the Bandits minus two on that. Our next play, we're going to go with our man Buckets here. We're going to the Italian Serie A. All right, Spezia versus Lazio, 2.45 p.m. Eastern. We're going to go Lazio, team total over one-and-a-half goals, minus 145. Uh, defensive bleeding Spezia side will host an offensive powerhouse, Lazio. Lazio needs the points more than Spezia, and will be looking to bounce back after a close 1-2 loss to Milan last week. So let's roll with Lazio goals on the team total. Okay, now let's get at our picks for today from the crew. M-squared. Look, man, you know the drill, son. Go ahead and give it to me.
1: All right. I'm glad you mentioned team total there because that's what we're taking in Major League Baseball today. I took the Yankees over four at minus 125 last night. This number has moved. It's up to four and a half, minus 120, minus 125. Same win condition. Obviously, you lose the push condition at four, which definitely is something you would like to have When you're betting team totals, however, I still like it at four and a half. Um, Just another example, get the plays early. They're on Sportsline at 11 p.m. the night before. Uh, But as far as this game, Yankees, number one team in Major League Baseball in terms of expected weighted on base average at 375. 375. You get them on the road here in Kansas City. That's great for a team that's always winning and a minus 200 favorite because you're guaranteed that ninth inning team at bat when you're playing on the road. And then we talk about the excellent hitting conditions, the air density index, 66 here in Kansas City, winds blowing out, going to create a little miniature short porch and right. And then want to look at park factors throughout last year. People don't necessarily understand and believe it. Kansas City is a better hitting environment than Yankee Stadium overall. Top 10 hitting environment in Major League Baseball. And then finally on the mound, Carlos Hernandez for the Royals, four fourteen actual and expected weighted on base average, making him one of the worst starting pitchers in Major League Baseball so far this season. Look for the Yankees to keep rolling in this one. Play it at four, play it at four and a half, take the Yankees team total, and let's hope this game plays nine innings and not eight and a half tomorrow. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, let's hope that indeed. And that was good info in regards to the weather uh, for that game. That was going to be fascinating. All right, Micah, coming over to you, my man. All right, you got one play here, standing Major League Baseball, a money line,
4: going with the Mets. Hit us with it. Yeah, we're going with the Mets. Uh, top team in baseball, most profitable team, plus uh, 7.6 units. And they're doing it every night. You can feel a vibe, like something's brewing in New York, and, and New York, because it's New York, the media and uh, – Everybody just exasperates it more, and I feel it. I feel something with this Mets brewing. It's only April heading to May. Uh, First place, though, they've been doing well. They've done well against the Phillies already this year. They've won six of their last eight games, and Taiwan Walker gets a start. A little underrated right now because we haven't seen him. He pitched two innings against the Phillies three weeks ago, came out. Shoulder inflammation but he had a simulated game against his teammates on Monday and he was raving about his ball. And he's, you know, he's never had the ball flutter so much. So I'm interested to see how that, and it was worth the bet to me to say I believe in him because I've seen him, uh, at, at multiple places over his career where he comes out of the gate strong. And, and if he feels it, I feel it. And it's worth the bet to me. So I feel like I have uh, 10 cents of value here and I got a team that is just rolling. And, um, Daryl Strawberry was in the crowd yesterday, so I was excited to see that. That's nice to see. And he was wearing his jersey. Can you believe that? Guy yeah, comes back, 86 Mets, wearing his jersey at the, well, it's not Shea Stadium anymore. But I thought that was kind of cool. So the, the whole Mets vibe, I'm feeling it. I like it.
0: Man, I like it too. And I think I read a stat, Like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think the Mets have lost a series this year, correct? I think you're right, yeah. Man, that's nuts, man. They're they're a really fun team. You're you're right. Like they're feeling it. They're playing with each other. Like in terms of their dugout is all together. It's a really really fun team. Now, quick question for you, Micah, our man Trent. All right, in the sports line family, the early edge family, he is looking at NASCAR for this weekend. All right, he likes Kyle Busch, or I'm sorry, yeah. Let me make sure I've got this right. He likes Alex Bowman minus one ten over Ryan Blaney. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on the race uh, for this weekend?
4: Well, I think the price is about 40 cents cheap. So there's a bonus and it's just because Alex Bowman and Hendrick Motorsports have been amazing. Alex Bowman won last year at this track. In fact, Hendrick Motorsports finished one, two, three, four in a row. One of the most impressive things by an organization you can do, I guess. I have never seen that before, but the, uh, that the, Hendrick Motorsports has 21 wins at Dover, most of them coming in the last 30 years. Jimmy Johnson, of course, the best ever at it. 11 wins there uh, in the 48 car. Now you got Alex Bowman. He's got four top tens uh, since he's taken over the ride for Jimmy Johnson. So uh, he loves this track. The team loves the track. Every Everything about it says, yes, Bowman will beat Blaney. Blaney will probably lead some laps, but uh, I, I don't know what how he He never races a full race.
0: Nice, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's good info there. All right, Gav coming over to you, my man. We got UFC, got a couple picks. What do you got?
2: Yeah, so two plays I like today. Um, first off, we're gonna go with Jake Collier money line over Andre Arlovsky. He's a slight favorite. You could get him about plus one twenty right now. I think he should be a slight favorite instead. Should have a big volume edge. He's the cleaner boxer. Arlovsky's forty three years old now. Always seems to find himself in close fights. So his win condition seems like a close decision. This fight likely takes place in the stand-up. I just think Collier is going to land a little bit more. I think his pressure is going to cause Arlovsky issues down the stretch. So we're rolling with Jake Collier, Moneyline, as our first bet. Second bet, um, I like the under two and a half rounds in the Feely versus Burrito fight. Um Joe Anderson Brito for lack of a better term fights like the house is on fire. He went to a decision in his first UFC fight. And I think that's why the I think that's why the line is so off in my opinion here. He's extremely reckless. I think he's going to force a fight. My prediction here is Feely KO. I really think this fight finishes in the first 12 and a half minutes. So I love the under in this spot. That's what we're rolling with today.
0: Dude, I like it. And I love the phrase he fights like the house is on fire. Dude, that's awesome, man. I got to put that in rotation. That's a good one. All right, Prop stars, my man, coming over to you now. You've got a play. Is this this is on Monday, correct? We're looking uh, this ahead. Is,
3: this is yeah. on Monday, AB. I absolutely love this play. I really think that this one is going to move, which is why I'm giving this out now. It is Chris Paul over 31 and a half combined points, rebounds, and assists in my opinion this line should have opened at 33 and a half or even 34 and a half. I do think it will ultimately settle there at tip-off so it has a ton of value at 31 and a half I'd also play this at 32 and a half as well uh Paul averaged 38.5 PRA in the series versus the Pelicans he has cleared this number in five of his Uh, Previous six playoff games, he has eclipsed this total in 15 of his last 20 playoff games for a 75% hit rate to the over AB. This guy is turning 37 in a few days it is unbelievable how high of a level he is playing at. Looks fantastic. He is aging like a fine wine. It is unbelievable uh, to watch this guy basically dissect a defense and just take over games when Phoenix needs him to. Uh, Devin Booker, in my opinion, or you didn't appear to still be 100%, still getting up to speed. Uh, Chris Paul was the best player in that series. I expect the same thing in this series. The guy is just playing some incredible basketball right now, and this number is way too low. Take Chris Paul over 31 and half points, rebounds, and assists.
0: So first, aging like a fine wine, that's another strong right there. And two, I love it that we're looking ahead because look at the name of the show, The Early Edge, right? Like that's exactly what we're looking to do and get ahead of the market. Now, speaking of getting ahead of the market, okay? Our man is on fire, and prop stars, I think you'll enjoy this the most. He's on a streak, and we've got to leave him in the maestro spot because our man is coming through over and over and over again, and we love him. Coach, go ahead and give it to us, man. What do you got?
5: What's good, everybody? It is your boy, the coach. Now, normally on Saturdays, I take the day off from the brand, but we are way too hot right now. To take a day off, so I'll be on PGA Tour live this morning, eleven fifteen a.m. Eastern Time. But part of my focus will be right here on the early edge. We're going to go today. Go today. Padres. Pirates. Pirates over seven minus one seventeen. Now, when you look at this pitching matchup just on paper, Mania for the Padres is normally dominant. Not lately. His last time up. Let me check my notes. Let me check my notes. Six innings, seven runs. Pirates. They've got a guy named JT Brubaker. Brubaker. In his one home game this his year, home game this he year year. allowed four He'll runs. Four this runs. over is this way is too way low. Too let's low. take the over let's seven Padres and, and Pirates, and let's keep, and this, let's heater keep this heater going. AB. AB, let's go. Let's go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Coach makes me smile, dude. He's awesome. All right, everybody, grab your paper. Grab your pencils. Let's take a look at the recap here. And it does look glorious here. All right, M squared on the Yankees team total over four. Might be four and a half at your book. He liked it there as well. Prop stars looking at Chris Paul on Monday, over 31 and a half points, three bounds and assists at minus 120. Thomas is on. USC tonight, Jake Collier, money line, plus 125. Philly uh, Brito, under two and a half rounds at plus 150. Our man, Michael Roberts, is on the Mets' money line, minus 117. You just heard from the coach there, Padres, Pirates, over seven, also priced at minus 117. Our site plays uh, first for the USFL. We're going with the Bandits, minus two, and we're going Serie A, Lazio, team total over one and a half goals. And the two-piece, all right, look, normally we roll with the AB3 here. But you know what, man? We've been getting killed on that last leg, and it's just crushing me. So, look, we're going to go two-piece. We're going to keep it simple. As Mike broke down earlier, all right, plus 225. We're going Yankees, Royals, over eight. And we're going to go with the Rockies money line against the Reds at home. Now, before we get out of here, speaking of the Rockies, got a trivia question for you guys. and Feel free. Anybody jump in how you want, all right? The Cincinnati Reds have played 12 games at night this season. Okay. 12 night games. How many do you think they've won?
4: Zero. One. They've won one. Well, they've only won three games, so it's like (laughs)
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, what the Reds are doing right now, if anybody's not paying attention, it is just pure insanity. I'm I'm just fading them constantly, like day after day. I'm kind of surprised that we're getting juice, and now I'm going to jinx myself on it, but I'm surprised that we're getting juice, you know, that low, especially for teams that are at home. All right, that's enough damage that we could do for today. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We will be live again Uh, Sunday morning, as we normally and always are, 10 a.m. Eastern. So, everybody, best of luck. Let's cash these tickets. You know what? We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much.